Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving around town doing errands. It is Monday, August 16th, uh, 2021, and um, it just so happens <laughs> that I had a doctor's appointment scheduled for right around the when the patch notes for the new, for the balance changes were going to come out. So uh, we get to talk about those on my way on my way home from the doctor. So lucky us. Um, but before we get to that, and and I will keep this brief because there is a lot to talk about with the with these balance changes. Um, so I'm I got to legend with uh, Quest Zoo Warlock um, since I think I might have mentioned that on the episode with Hat, and then I've been playing this list that was originally built by Zerios, and then a couple people have been iterating on, which is. Um, effectively quest handlock so we take out like a lot of we, we don't run dark lair or stealer souls and we don't actually even care if we finish the quest most of the time uh it's funny because i have a complete three quest lines uh quest today and i think i should, I, I i won like five or six games and i just got the first tick of those three games um but so you're running uh, flesh giants, and you're running a Netheron, which is this 8 6 that costs one if your hand is full, and you're running Goldshire Knolls, which are the 5 4 rushes that cost 10, but they're discounted for every other, every other card in your hand. And uh, you just get them. You play Battlegrounds Battlemaster, which we'll, we'll be talking about at length, and you, you get, you stick a couple of minions, and you, you, you Battlegrounds Battlemaster, and you get them. And I've been getting them. And I, I had a really good streak with this on Thursday on stream. And then I kept climbing. And I'm somewhere around 1,500 Legend right now. Which I know is not as high as, you know, some uh, some other folks. But, like, I'm not used to being up this high. So it's been pretty nice to continually climbing and feeling like I'm, like I'm progressing. Um, with this deck, so I've been sticking with it. Obviously, it's going to be changing a little bit with the balance changes that we're gonna that we're going to uh, to see tomorrow. But if you're listening to this before the balance changes come, uh, I've got a list um, that has been updated that I'll link in the show notes. That even goes as far as to just you're running all of the so you're running Soul Rend for um, you know because it's a really good board clear. So if you're running Soul Rend, this is actually pretty close to what I ended up theory crafting. Except I didn't, I didn't do it with the Giants. I thought we were going to still be doing Nero and whatever, but um, it turns out that the Giants are just better. But So you're running Soul, Soul Rend, and then you're running um, the Blood, Blood Shard Bristleback, which is the 3-3 three, three for 3 that does 6 damage with Lifesteal if, um, if you have 10 or less cards in your deck. You have Baron Scavenger, which is the 6-6 six, six Taunt that costs 6, but it costs 1 if you have 10 or less cards in your deck. And so you're running all that, so might as well run Altar of Fire. Because sometimes against aggro, you just need to get that down to 10 cards early. And it works. It works pretty well. And, and you know, 8-8s are hard to get rid of. and Or, or get rid of repeatedly, because you got raised dead and everything else. And you just get them. So, um, yeah, this one I'm going to ride until the wheels fall off when the, when the nerfs come. And I, it might even still be okay after the nerfs. We'll have to see. But, um, yeah, I've been pretty happy with it so far. Okay, so we have a lot to discuss because there are eight cards in this nerf. It's a pretty wide balance change and it's it's going to be hard to kind of gauge how the, all of this is going to interact, but we're going to try. 
So the first one is that Encanter's Flow is, Encanter's Flow is going from two mana to three mana. This is overdue. Um, this should have been done back when um, back when No Spell Mage, No Minion Mage was a thing. Because Flow is the real villain of the piece. Like, I mean, we did kind of nerf around the outside with um, with Springwater to five, which you know nudged it down a little bit, but not really enough. I mean, it did for that meta, but now it's back again, right? And, you know, Deck of Lunacy obviously went up to four. I, I would have loved to see flow to four just because I feel like I, I kinda, that's, a, that's a card I kind of do want to be unplayable. But I do think that the, the nerf to three mana should make a big difference. Like, you know, especially when you're talking about a card that effectively does nothing the turn you play it. Having to, having to pay two mana or three mana is a big deal, and especially if you're under pressure. And that means that you can't just flow on two. So it means that one less card's going to get discounted at minimum. And it's going to cost more to get that done, which means you're not advancing your quest quite as quickly. I I want this to be enough. I don't know if it will be. I mean, I think the quest mage will probably still be... The quest mage is already, like, hovering around 50%, right? It, it's overplayed compared to its win rate. This might knock it back down into line, because that one that one turn slower may just make a difference. Like there's been a plenty of games where I've been like one turn away from lethal against a quest mage and then just died. And and I do think that like the biggest problem with that deck is free cram session into four cards after you complete the quest and all of those cards are discounted. So being able to get two encanters flows down by turn seven or whatever when you usually finish the quest is going to be fairly hard. It's going to be a lot harder than getting two um, two two mana encanters closing. So I'm hoping this is enough. I, I am a little bit nervous that it's not, but this is a way to make that deck come down to earth without nerfing it completely. And I would imagine, based on what we've seen with Paladin in the past, in the past meta, that if this is not enough, then they'll they'll do other things, right? But I think this is a good step. I think Flow's been a problem for a while. We've all known Flow has probably been a problem for a while, and it's one of the worst feeling cards to play against so if we're doing this i think that that's going to help with just kind of making quest mage get played a little bit less if the if the win rate comes down a little bit if it just feels worse so ilganoth now is going from a four mana um a four mana four six or is it not it was not no four mana two six sorry four mana four six good grief Four mana four two six life steal to a six mana four eight life steal and and you know we all know what the text on Oganoth is. Um, this is a big nerf, right? I think what this is trying to do is push it out of the OTK space and into a more like use it in the way that it kind of was used in in the Soul Demon Hunter days, where sometimes you would just like play it and swing with the wep with the life steal weapon and then dare your opponent to remove it. Because eight is a lot of butt. And and I think that Ilganoth will still be be usable, but in if it's usable in different contexts, I think that's okay. Right? Like I don't necessarily need Ilganoth to to you know vanish to the Shadow Realm. But that OTK deck has been a feature of the meta for three straight sets. And even when we thought that like some of the things that some of the tools it was gonna have rotated not enough of them did, right? So, and and to be fair, Ilganoth in the last meta, or, or OTK Demon Hunter in the last meta, was a really high skill cap deck, and a really high skill floor deck. 
Um, it, it was one of these things like, you must be this good just to try it. Um, like I played it with, for three hours in a coaching session with Draco cat, which I would consider a significant adult supervision. And I still didn't really feel comfortable playing it by myself after that. Like it was very difficult. The quest has taken away a lot of the, a lot of the danger with that deck because it just does it. You don't have to worry about getting like hand locked, no pun intended. Um, by like Ilganoth being on the left uh, and locking out a skull because skull isn't a problem anymore. You just play the cards that draw you cards and eventually everything will get discounted. So I, I think they had to do this finally made them do that because like I, you know, obviously they had some inkling that OTK Demon Hunter was going to be around. If not when they printed it, then certainly like the set after when they didn't make some of these changes then. And, and that's fine, right? Like it, it, it seemed like it was enough and, and it was kind of like at a reasonable power level that you never really saw it on ladder too much outside of like high legend um, but that deck is horrible to play against it just it feels terrible and it, it doesn't even feel great to play a lot of the time because it's just like if you if you really love you know spiking your anxiety go ahead right but it's it's a lot of decisions and a lot of times the things that you're trying to do aren't clear and it takes a lot of reps and a lot of losing to learn that deck more so than other decks. Um, but and, and it's been a staple of the of the conquest meta for a really long time. So I'm completely okay with it taking a step back. I think this will. I mean, making it six mana, even if you discount it, like you really need to hit it with, like I mean, you can only hit it with one of the, um, one of the the sub quests completions, you really actually need to hit it after Kurtris, which means you actually need to play Kurtris in the way that the OTK deck is, is built right now. And even if you hit it with Skull, it's still three mana, which means that you're still going to, first of all, it's going to be a high roll to do that. And the games where you don't, it's going to be really difficult to do everything that you need to do because even just like not hitting a Moark or an Ilganoth with Skull before was really hard. So, you know, getting two more mana on that is going to make it very difficult to do the OTK. I'm sure some people will manage it. Um, but I think that this is effectively going to, at least for now, um, make OTK Demon Hunter a, a niche deck, right? Like, there are still some people who will play it, and they're probably, they'll probably be good at it. But it's going to have a higher fail rate, and I think that's going to be too high for a lot of people to, uh, to be able to stomach, which, good. Like... Quest Mage and Quest Demon Hunter were not the best decks on ladder by any stretch of the imagination. But they certainly were the most polarizing. And um, and so what, what you're doing by bringing them down is you're kind of just like making the games feel a little bit better. Like losing to Quest Mage or Quest Demon Hunter just feels terrible. Because especially when they start going off, like you know that you're, you know you kind of need to play it out. But you also like are spending 10 minutes tilting at windmills. And, you know, that never feels great. Like, I, I there was a... I, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. I think it was in the Coin Concede uh, interview with Ben Lee where he said that, you know, OTK decks are, are better when you know that they're coming rather than when they're a surprise. And, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like, the OTK, when you, when you die from nowhere, feels really bad, but it feels bad for, like, a second... And the OTK where you know that it's coming and you really can't do anything about it because your deck just isn't set up that way, 
or you're not drawing the card, the, the one or two cards that you need to disrupt it, it feels like 10 times worse because you're just sitting there seething the whole time. So I think that getting that deck, you know, out of, out of the popularity that it has, I think is a good thing, ultimately. Um, Dark Lair's going back from a 2-mana two 2-3 two, to a 3-mana three 3-4, three, which were its original stats, but it's keeping its current text of um, whenever, you, whenever you damage yourself on your own turn, refresh a mana crystal. Um, this has been something that the WoW community's been asking for forever. I don't know, again, I don't know if this is good enough, and I think that giving it the extra toughness for the 3-mana, I don't know that we necessarily needed to do that. Because um, 4 is a much harder breakpoint than 3. But, I mean, we've seen, you know, Grandmaster's Gabby crush people with what he called D6 Quest Warlock, which is, um, it's just running six demons. I think it's just like Matron, Nightshade Matron, and Dark Lair and Steeler of Souls, and crushing people with it. And Dark Lair, when it goes off, it goes off hard. I think making that cost one more mana up front means that you'll have less things that you'll be able to, less mana that you'll be able to do with it. So it gives your opponent a little bit more time to react to it, and then... You don't get to do all the things all at once like you often can with Dark Lair. Um, in Wild, I can't even speak to what it is, but I know I know that you know discard Warlock and whatever with Dark Lair is just like stupid. <laughs> so, I mean, for Wild, it's going to be a lot better. I think that you know Quest Warlock was very good. There's like three different decks, not all of them ran Dark Lair, but you know, but at least two of them did, like the Zood list and the D6 one did. There's basically the D6 version, which is like the OTK version. There's the Zoo version that runs the Bloodbound Imps. Um, and then there's the Handlock version that doesn't run either of those, but runs the the Knolls and the and the Flesh Giants and everything. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, it doesn't hurt all the decks, but it hits enough of them. And and Dark Lair is the kind of effect that you really should have to pay a little bit more for. So I'm, I'm completely okay with that change. So Battleground Battlemaster, which is the 5-5 five, five for 5 that says your adjacent minions have Wind Fury, is going up to 6 mana. I don't know about this one. I, I don't I don't feel like Battle like Battlemaster comes down on 5 enough. I guess this does push back, and I guess we'll talk about Conviction as well. Um, we may as well talk about them together. Um, so Conviction is also going up to 2 mana. So it's going to be 2 mana for plus 3 damage to 1 minion, 2 minion, or 3 minions based on, you know, how much it's ranked up. Conviction, uh, the, again, I don't know how this got through this long. I, I would have liked to see it go down to two mana, to two damage, and stay at the one, but, I mean, I think that at least you don't need to worry about it coming out of Wandmaker anymore, um, and it will be a little bit harder to get that down. With, I mean, that with, usually turn six would be Battlemaster, would be Conviction into Battlemaster, and now that's that specific combo is not going to be till turn eight. So in Paladin, that makes a big difference. And Paladin was clearly like the biggest defender of um, of of the Battlemaster combo. It's not the only list that's using Battlemaster. I mean, again, the Handlock is using it quite a bit, and there are, I think there are other decks that are using it. And it still seems, for what it does, a little bit inexpensive at six mana. But I guess with the with specifically with the conviction combo, it will be um, it, it'll be a lot harder to pull off because of the cumulative effect of those two nerfs. Um, so that'll bring the the pal. I mean, Paladin is basically just built around those four cards or two copies of each, 
and then and then throwing in a bunch of other stuff. So at least you, because the problem with Paladin is always when you feel like you have to remove everything because then you're just going to die. So at least like, <clears throat> if you can count the damage on board early and at least know like that you're you're not going to die with the conviction in hand. I mean, again, carryal's a thing, so it still can get discounted, but at least knowing that you're not going to die immediately gives you a little bit of counterplay to be able to clear the board over two turns. Because um, the, the Battlemaster combo with Conviction was really just too much. And, and like, you lose from 26 way too often from a fairly innocuous board. So I think these are both, again, these are both good changes. I don't, I don't think Paladin's going to be bad by any, by any extent. Like, the, the Battlemaster Conviction combo still fe features into, like, the secret Paladins that are coming out now, but... And there are even some builds that are just revolving around Stealth Minions, just to build up one big Stealth Minion and just keep, like, throwing Divine Shields on it so it doesn't die. And then just and then just throw down a Battlemaster and win. So, like, that's clearly, like, abusing the card, right? So, we all knew it was going to get nerfed. I, I'm surprised it didn't go all the way up to 7, but, you know, again, I, I think it's good to try it at 6, see how it feels, especially with the Conviction nerf on top of it and then see how that goes. So next, Cold Car Pack Runner is going from two mana to three mana. Um, hadn't I talked about this on the podcast last week, um, where it seemed like Face Hunter was too good to not get some sort of an, some sort of a touch? This feels pretty light, all things considered. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do. I actually was surprised that Trampling Rhino didn't go all the way up to six, just to kind of break up that whole Warslung Wrangler into, into Rhino curve, but this does make the three cost slot a little bit more awkward just because, again, you have to fit in spells with this so, you know, making it three really does make it cost more, even with the coin and, like, that just dropping it on two sometimes was just enough, right? Like, it's, it's a lot harder to just drop a two three on turn three and then expect it's going to live but you can do that on turn two a fair amount and then just dare your opponent to remove it um, so this will make it a little harder for just to tempo that and expect to get value. Um, it'll make it a little bit, a little bit harder to get value off of it in the early game when it can snowball. And like, that's the snowball card, right? Like once that sticks and it, and it, you know, gets two turns with, worth of one ones, then it gets really hard to, you know, deal with all the stuff on board and then still be able to do your own thing. So giving a, just a, a little bit of breathing room and making that curve a little bit more awkward for Face Hunter, because Face Hunter has basically been the same deck. It's just put an aim shot. So making it change the way change the way that it gets built a little bit is probably a good thing, um, given that it's one of the better decks. And if without any attention to all these other decks, was probably going to continue being one of the better decks. Um, Granite Forgeborn is going from a four four four, four mana four five. Um, elemental that discounts all your elementals by one in hand and deck to a 4-4, four four, which, I mean, it's not a big change, but I don't think that it needed it. I mean, it's a very powerful card, but being able to just make it a little bit easier to remove, like, yes, it's it's Yeti stats, but you should pay a little bit of a premium for that kind of an effect. Um, and so being able to remove that minion a little bit more easily, again, because the the breakpoint from four to five is even more stark than the breakpoint from three to four. Um, it's really just like soul rent that can deal with it early. Uh, so, you know, being able to, to just make that a little bit, a little bit more possible to remove, uh, in the early game when it comes down on curve is, is also a good thing. Given Elemental Shaman was also like one of the, 
more popular aggressive decks, and this was a new addition to that that just kind of gave it a little bit more power than it already had. And finally, Flesh Giant is going from 8 mana to 9 mana. So this is the one that I'm, I'm most unsure about. Again, having played a lot of Flesh Giants over the past week, because, like, the, the one tick... I, I expected, I ex actually expected to go all the way up to 12, to be honest, but even like 10 felt like it was probably more reasonable. Like there are so many triggers in the, in the quest warlock decks that yeah, it slows it down a little bit. You never cut this card. If you're already, if you're in a deck that already wants to play it, I don't think you ever do. Like it's, it's going to take one more tick to get it down than it would before, but like, you turbo these things out in the Quest Warlock. Um, I don't know that it really makes that much of a difference, really, the one tick. Um, I, I feel like it probably needed to go up to 10, and only going up to 9 is very surprising. It also means when it gets devolved, it's going to get devolved into a, probably a better minion, because a lot of the 7 drops are, like, battle cry minions and, and, and weird minions and, like... The eight drops are a lot of are, uh, eight drops on in general are very good. So like if devolving missiles hitting it is going to make it better, like that sort of thing. Like it's almost it doesn't feel bad, right? Like I looked at that, I'm like really just like nine, like the, uh, maybe it's going to make a difference. Don't get me wrong, um, but like having to do like one more trigger to get it out. I mean it means that you can do one less thing in the turn, I guess, because you need to get that extra trigger down, or you're going to have to pay that one extra mana. But I'm not really worried about that with the Flesh Giants anyway. I think they're still going to be fine. I, and maybe it makes them slightly more fair, which is the, the goal, obviously. Um, but I, I don't see this them falling out of any list that they're currently in with that change. I think that this seems like a... It pro, it's probably fair. Um, I, I just wonder if it was too fair. So, as always, what the hell do you do with this, right? <laughs> Um, I'd give Quest Mage and Quest Warlock, Quest, Quest Demon Hunter a day or two to figure out how they get built and if they're good enough. I don't know if, if these changes are going to make enough of a difference, but I would imagine they're going to have some impact. And, like, some of the bad matchups might get better. Um, that sort of thing. I, I would expect that people are still going to be trying them, and they'll probably still be winning with them a fair amount of the time. Um, but I don't know that you necessarily need to need to try those day one. I mean, if you want to, go ahead. Um, I feel like the quest handlock is still going to be fine. Um, we don't run Dark Lair. The Battlemaster being a little bit more expensive is fine, but usually that doesn't come out to like 7 or 8 anyway. Um, and usually it doesn't need anything else coming down alongside of it. Like, I can't remember the last time I played Battlemaster on 5. Um, so, like, 6 mana is not that big of a deal. And usually, like, you I mean, you can't really do anything else to... to buff up your minions or whatever it's at most you're maybe getting a taunt out of the way so if you're playing if you're paying the six mana for it it's probably fine I'm, I'm probably gonna just keep jamming that deck and see how it does um quest shaman is a very attractive option because it loses to um it loses to mage and warlock and, and demon hunter and even warlock to some extent quite a bit um it loses to the quest decks and and just gets doesn't get its quest online quickly enough and you know the other decks that are going to pressure it are also like paladin and, and hunter that are taking a step back so like quest warlock is probably a uh, quest quest shaman 
is something that's a lot of fun, by the way, if you haven't tried it. And um, it might just get like the extra turn or two it needs to get online and then start doing things. Um, Rush Warrior is also kind of the thing that has been kind of left behind with everything else going faster. And maybe if everything's a little bit like a little bit slower, maybe Rush Warrior can finally come back into the meta. Like Warrior's been like a non-class for the entire set, which is fine, right? Like like Warrior could afford to take a step back, given how good it's been for for however long. Um, but it definitely did not lose very much. And I could see Rush Warrior being something that people start to experiment with. Um, and, and Quest, Quest Rogue probably too. I mean, it did rely on Battlemaster, so I don't know how much that affects it, but, um, Quest Rogue might be something that, that people would want to look at also. Um, there's a lot of options. I, I feel like as much as... I really dislike the play patterns of Quest Mage and Quest Demon Hunter. I, I mean, at least Quest Demon Hunter pretty much is nerfed into the ground. I, I think it is. I mean, there might be a new quest, the new Quest Demon Hunter that comes around. Like there was someone who was trying a um, like a, a what what Hat was calling a momentum Demon Hunter, where you're basically just drawing through your deck and then you're playing the Lion's Pride or whatever, whatever the weapon is that has attack equal to the number of cards you've drawn, and then you just hit your opponent in the face repeatedly. And, and that seems like it, it could have legs if, you know, Quest Demon Hunter, as a you know, TK Quest Demon Hunter is just, like, not good enough anymore. Um, that's another possibility. But I, I, I do feel like this will open up some room in the meta for, like, decks that aren't, like, hyper-aggressive to get there. I don't know that it's going to be fast enough for Control Priest to come back. Um, like, the, the Control Shadow Priest, like, that Habugabu's been running, that might be a way to do it. I don't think that, like... It's not Quest Priest time to shine. Let's put it that way. Like, I really do not see that being the case. Though, you know, Control Priest might have a better chance if Quest Mage just leaves entirely, because that was really the worst matchup. Um, but Quest Warlock, if it continues to exist, and I think it will, will still also give, you know, give Control Priest and Quest Priest a, a run for its money. Um, but there's going to be a lot of options. I think it's, it's, it's a pretty... It's a it's a pretty good way to approach it because we really don't have one villain. Like there's a lot there's like a tier a tier S and then there's like B tier and there's not really an A tier, right? So this will bring the tier S decks down to to like A tier, and then there's some room to to maneuver there. So I am pretty excited about what the meta will look like as of tomorrow. But I have no idea what to, what to tell you to play. Um, play what you like, try stuff out, see how it goes. And then, um, you know, we'll, we should have a better idea by, like, when the qualifiers hit on Thursday, what the meta looks like at that point. All right, so that's going to do it for me for this week. As always, you can find links to everything in the show notes at offcurve.com. Um, you can follow at offcurve on Twitter for announcers for when new episodes go live. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at wickedgood. Um, I've, if you're trying to catch the stream, I've changed the scheduling a little bit. I'm doing the stream at 7.30 Eastern on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, the stream's been going a little bit longer, so I'm kind of pushing back a little bit to accommodate that. Um, and that's at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm. Really would appreciate it if you dropped the follow and, uh, and came by and said hi. I've really been putting a lot of work into the stream, so... Um, it's a fun time. At least I think so. So, um, come by and hang out. Um, you can also join the Discord at discord.off, discord.offcurve.com, um, where there's a lovely and, um, accommodating group of people that, um, and, and kind and respectful and wonderful and handsome and, and beautiful and whatever 
um, that are there to talk Hearthstone with you. And, um, yeah, that's it. So, thank you as always for listening. Um, enjoy the new meta, and uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.